baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. I got Nate Gatter with me. He's in for Amy Marks Cores. I don't know where she is. Uh, Chris Rod, because Christmas is over, man. Look, get back to work. You just what interrupted you yourself here? in the middle of your own name. Chris Ranji, uh, hanging out with Nate Gatter today. It's time to go to the Quiver River Electric guest line this morning. We talk with Matt Pauly, who joins us two times a week, uh, with us on Monday and with us on Thursday, and he's with us again. What's going on, Matt Pauly? It's Tuesday. What? I was going to oh, say, notably, damn, today, right. today is neither a Monday nor a Ooh. Thursday. So Wait, are you usually? Yeah, you're usually Monday. Yes. Yeah, okay. So I'm not dumb. I'm kind of dumb. <laughs> it just sounded dumb. Yeah, They're sorry. not related. Oh, I guarantee you people at work today, I bet right now, people working, 35% of them at least thought it was Monday at some point. I mean, and it I bet like it's, a Monday. I bet it's more like half. So I'm not that stupid. Matt Pauley, uh, real quick question. We've been talking a lot about making returns because today is the biggest return day of the year, obviously. Christmas was yesterday, so today people return the gifts they don't want, don't like, or can't fit in. Um, do you like to return items to the store? As opposed to... Just keeping I mean, it and wearing it. Just deal with it. Hey, sorry. No, we return stuff. I, yeah. I think the Amazon thing has be, has made returns so much easier, and all of a sudden everybody just kind of gets used to doing returns. You know, you you buy something on Amazon, it doesn't work. You run to Kohl's or the UPS store or whatever, and they package it up for you and they send it back. So uh, I would say I am more willing to return things now than I was years ago. We talked to a uh, consumer expert, Edgar Dworsky, a moment ago, and he said today is the day that a lot of fights happen. A lot of arguments, people yelling at uh, employees and and whatnot. Do you think that you would be more inclined to return stuff in person because of the opportunity to get in a fight? No. No. See, I would say this. If I walk into a store and I'm planning on returning something and the line is crazy, yeah. I'm not standing in line to return something. I can come back to Target tomorrow. I agree with you. I'm the same. I, there, I like to go to stores on Christmas Eve. I like to go to the mall. It's just a thing that I've always liked to do. And there were certain stores that had lines to get into the store. And I thought, you know what? If this was me having to absolutely get a particular gift for a particular person and it was waiting in that line, I'm not doing it. They're not getting it. Yeah, I was at West County Mall on the 23rd. I think it was the Pandora store. That's exactly. Yep, you're right. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. wh- what? What are people doing? I don't it know. Was, and it wasn't like two or three people in line. I mean, this thing was around, around the, the corner. Store. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, I agree with you. Hey, um, I don't know what to start with first here because we have, um, you know, baseball's a long way off, but the winter warm-up is coming up. We've got um, soccer, which is coming up. We just talked about it. Blue season is ongoing, and also Mizzou in the bowl game this week. So, Let's let's actually go ahead and start with the Blues. Here we are at the Christmas break. We're getting into the new year, so we're about halfway through the season. As you look at them, 
And with a new head coach, an interim head coach, what do you expect to happen in the second half of the season? I don't have high expectations, to be honest with you. And I hope I'm wrong. They're, right now, they're they're one point out of a playoff spot. Uh, Arizona's got 36 points. They have 35 points. So they're right where they need to be in terms of playoff contention. I just... I've seen it so many times. And, and look, I realized what happened the last time the Blues made a coaching change in the middle of the season. But things like that generally don't happen. More often than not, when you make the coaching change, you get a bump for a little while, and then you really start to fall off. And more often than not, you're worse than you were before the coaching change. And I'm just I'm worried that's going to happen to the Blues. Now, look, Robert Thomas is having a nice season. Jordan Kyrou's turned it around here a little bit since the coaching change. Uh, those are the two guys that if they're scoring goals and if they're being productive, then the Blues have an opportunity to be a playoff team. So I'm very hopeful that that happens. I want to be wrong. I want the Blues to be a team that's uh, contending for a playoff spot and maybe finds a way to sneak in. But my, my expectations right now are not very high. You know, Matt, you're talking about coaching changes and the bump that can come from them. Sometimes the answer is not making a coaching change and allowing that continuity to go on. There were people uh, within the the uh, Mizzou community, not only fans, but uh, from my sources, some people on the inside in relatively important positions who uh, wanted Eli Drinkwitz, the head coach of the Tigers, out after last season, a third straight sort of mediocre year uh, for Missouri. Now, the mediocre 2020 year was against only SEC competition, so so maybe that uh, should be given a slightly better billing than mediocre. But either way, he wasn't blowing the doors off people. This year, Missouri is 10-2 and two with losses only at Georgia and at home to LSU, both games that were close into the fourth quarter. And now they get an opportunity on a national stage Friday night at uh, Jerry World in Arlington, the Cotton Bowl, playing Ohio State. I guess... Uh, how much do you, do you think the Cotton Bowl outcome matters for this Missouri momentum that has built and is now maybe at an all-time high uh, in the lead-up to this game? Yeah, it's an interesting question because I think the game matters. Uh, I, you know, Missouri, you, you look at Ohio State and the opt-outs and things like that, this is a really great opportunity for Missouri to uh, – get a great bowl win to have an 11 win season to to really show what kind of season they had I don't yeah he's Drinkwitz has recruited so well over the last few years whether they're winning six or seven games or whether they're winning 10 so the moment I don't I don't know if the momentum of the program is connected to the result of the Cotton Bowl but I do think that this is a great opportunity for them to win and it would be a huge accomplishment for for the program and for the athletic department and to the point you were making a moment ago I think we should all take a step back and learn something from the decision that Missouri made I'm a big believer in loyalty and giving people time to do their jobs you don't get those jobs for no reason there's there you have accomplished something in your career to get that opportunity sometimes things happen and you just got to continue to to work through it but schools and, and I mean this goes to Cheers should have been canceled after a year. Seinfeld should have been canceled after a year. Like great things that are given chances to succeed so often do eventually find that momentum and find who they're going to be. And I think what we're seeing right now with Missouri is really the start of them being a program. I mean, not that they're going to win 10 wins every year. They're not. But to be a program that can consistently be in the top third of the SEC, that's, that's pretty darn good. Are you saying that uh, Missouri football is basically Seinfeld? 
I'm not saying that. Oh, okay. But um, right. we'll see. We'll see. Uh, right, the, the line's been fluctuating. They were favorites. Now they're not. But it's it's uh, you know plus one minus one, which means that the, this game is almost a pick. So it's not fun to be a bookmaker for bowl games for non-playoff bowl games these days because of all the opt-outs and everything. Yeah, you have to sort of project. I mean, Ohio State's going to be down a starting quarterback who's already standing on the sideline for another school's bowl game. So uh, do you think, uh, Matt? And you were talking about this being a, a pretty uh, substantial win for them in terms of of the program and being big for the program. Does it matter if Ohio state has a few guys sitting out this one? I don't think so. I, at the end of the day, you win against a top 10 team in a big time bowl and you have 11 wins. I don't think what the team on the other side actually looks like matters when it comes to the, you know, the, the legacy of that win. I think that's probably right. Especially when you consider it's a, it's a big name, blue blood school like Ohio state, so uh, with that in mind, Matt, do you have, and maybe you're reserving this for slightly later in the week uh, since you still have three days and who knows, any number of people could opt out between now and then. Anything could happen. Uh, do you have a pick at this point that is sort of percolating in your mind for Friday night? I think Missouri wins. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Forward it's a pick. Game. I love Thanks, it. A uh, lot of percolation happening there. <laughs> Are you looking for hey, a score? I, yeah, I don't what know, a score. But, uh, well, they're going to win reason, by a lot. Any reason at all. Just show your work. Two touchdowns. Yeah, show your work, Matt. Um, let's see. We'll go um, Let's go 35-31, Missouri. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Again, just the shortest <laughs> it could possibly be. Oh, Matt. <laughs> Matt Foley, you're my favorite. Hey, any uh, any baseball stuff you want to you wanna tell us about? Any news? Any, any things happening? I had to dream. Oh, Can God. I, oh, God. Oh, Lord. Woo! Yeah, okay. We're cooking. So this dream happened on um, leading into Christmas Eve. It took on Christmas Eve. So Wait, is Shohei this a Cardinals dream? Oh, okay, signed, it is. Okay, yeah. Right. He had already signed his deal with the Dodgers, so it really wasn't relevant. But um, my dream was Hold that... on. Did you have a dream about Shohei Otani? Yes. Who has wow. it? Yes, I did. Okay. I had, it, this gets really dark here in a second. Oh, um, God. <laughs> I had a dream okay. that I was the one who was going to, to uh, give Shohei the tour of St. Louis, like welcome and, you know, try to try to sell him on the Cardinals. And it was very clear he wasn't going to sign with the Cardinals. And I locked him <laughs> like I basically kidnapped him. What? <laughs> and I locked him into like a like a storage unit Come and he got out somehow. <laughs> <laughs> and I got fired over it. So, yeah. There you go. So, okay, so I, I, there are a few things here. I, I don't know what's the craziest part about this dream. Number one, that the Cardinals would have appointed Matt Pauley as, like, that's the guy who's going to show Shohei Otani what St. Louis is all about. Listen. Number number two, how quickly that appointment devolved into the kidnapping. Dodgers, hold the on, do- hold the- on. I think the craziest part, the craziest part is number three, that Matt Pauley that thought, you know what I should do? Share this on KMOX today. The, the Dodgers are using old videos of Kobe, Kobe Bryant saying, you've got to come play here in Los Angeles. The Cardinals send out Matt Pauley. Yep. <laughs> that was the dream. I think Matt's on an FBI watch list I now, too. Matt's did. dreaming about kidnapping a, a very uh, wealthy and high-profile individual. That's a good way to get your uh, get yourself under surveillance there, Pauley. Literally in my dream, I got called into our boss's office. Steve Moore made an appearance in my dream, and he's like, did this happen? 
It's like, yeah. It's like, well, yeah, you can't work here anymore. <laughs> even, even in a dream, Matt's still an honest man. He still tells it like it is. <laughs> you can't work in a here closet. anymore. He got out somehow. <laughs> I, I do like though that that still the the most severe consequence that happened at least during the length of the dream was just that he couldn't work at KMOX anymore. Not that you know the feds showed up and were like, "Hey, you kidnapped a seven hundred million dollar man." <laughs> just Steve Moore. He's the enforcement mechanism. No more KMOX for you, Pauly. Wow, wow, that is so funny, dude. We'll take the Ranjis, so but we draw the line at kidnapping. Wow. Buddy, that's one of the best things of like you are. <laughs> it's by far the best story you've ever told us. It just there's is something it? very dark about you. Yeah, is. damn it's man, just... you're having dreams about Otani. <laughs> he decides not to come here, so Matt kidnaps him. That's how the people of St. Louis can trust that Matt Pauly is on oh. their side. He was so enraged that Shohei Otani did not sign oh. here that his subconscious concocted a scenario in which he locked Shohei Otani in a storage locker. That is phenomenal. Or a closet. That's phenomenal. Wow. Uh, Well, you know what? I think it shows your passion, really. Yeah. Yeah. About baseball, about the Cardinals, about locking people (laughs) in storage units, you know. Just to clarify for any of our our, uh, law enforcement listeners, you have never and do not plan to lock anyone in any sort of closet, storage locker, or other enclosed facility against their will. Stop trying to protect them. I I, I feel like I have to because you and Amy, you and Amy don't do enough to protect Matt Pauley. He needs to be protected. It's his fault. Oh, so he needs to be protected from himself. I'm not saying he's a a, a national treasure yet, but I consider Matt at least a St. Louis treasure firmly entrenched at this point. And you you and Amy do not do enough to respect that. He's an adult. No, if there's one thing I draw the line on. Matt, let me tell you something. Whatever's going on in your head, man, it's, it's perfect. It's just perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Thank I'm you. Nate on this, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, um, please. Oh, you've got the the Cardinals show the uh, coming up here. Is it Thursday? It's, it's Thursday. Yeah, I'll be on Thursday. Okay. No, well, it's Tuesday, uh, right? We've been open. card still no, works. I will uh, make it in today for Sports Open Line. What's, uh, what about tonight? What do you have tonight? Six to eight, Sports Open Line. Still figuring out what that's going to look like. All right. You can <laughs> tell that story again. I may. You, you need to. You really should because it's a, you know, it might be a bit of a different audience. So let okay. them know what you did. There you go. In my dream. Matt Pauley. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Sounds good. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.